Previously on... Hulkamania is dead! Survivor Series, Survivor Series 1991. Uh, let's start the card off hot with a four-on-four Survivor Series elimination match. The British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and Shawn Michaels against Ted DiBiase, IRS, Earthquake, and Typhoon. Out during the beatdown, a Million Dollar Man comes out and he gets a tag in. Million Dollar Dream to Owen and an easy one, two, three picking up the scraps here. Looks like it's uh, Brett and Sean going up against the Million Dollar Corporation by themselves right now. Brett holds Earthquake in that figure four and Sean goes to do the elbow drop as IRS distracts the referee. Typhoon runs in and catches Sean midair, slams Sean onto Brett. Um, they roll Brett out and Earthquake gets a big splash on to Sean. One, two, three, Sean Michaels is eliminated. Brett is able to roll up and he gets a quick roll up. One, two, three, a shock victory there. Uh, Brett eliminates Typhoon. The heels are pissed. It looks like Brett is here by himself. Brett's exhausted and he's so out of it, he's reaching for the corner, but nobody's in the corner. Wait a second. Somebody's running down. It's the British Bulldog. Out of nowhere, leaps on the corner. Hot tag to Brett. He's inside. He clears house on the startled team of heels. He scoops up the earthquake for a huge running power slam. One, two, three. He eliminates earthquake. A huge elimination there. The crowd is popping big time they're into it the bulldog then runs on uh, irs throws him into the ring um irs ha gets slid the briefcase from million dollar man he goes to hit bulldog with it but bulldog ducks gives him a big back body slam and a huge military press irs rolls out with ted dibiase they grab the halliburton and they hit the brakes the referee counts one two three four five six seven eight nine ten very quickly and both men are counted out british bulldog and brett hart are your sole survivors here a boss man eventually shocks the mountie pins him one two three this feud seems over boss man picking up a victory there and uh besting the mountie in he's got the bigger stick I, I had a feeling something like that was going to happen. And I'm not talking about the finish of the match. I'm talking about the comment you just made. Well, Dave, it's not the size. It's the way you use it. Yeah, I know. I've heard that before, too. The next four-on-four Survivor Series elimination match takes place. It's the Bushwhackers teaming with Jim Duggan and Virgil against the Nasty Boys, Warlord and Barbarian with Mr. Fuji. Uh, this one here, the... Um, the Nasty Boys end up being the sole survivors um, with the Warlord and Barbarian. Their whole team destroys the Bushwhackers, Jim Duggan and Virgil. A casket match with The Undertaker, accompanied by Paul Bearer, taking on Abdullah the Butcher. The finish comes when Abdullah goes to spike Taker with his fork or his spike or whatever, but Undertaker counters and nails Abdullah in the eye with his own spike, resulting uh. in resulting in blood loss everywhere. Um, he's down, and uh, he can't see, and he's debilitated, and Undertaker rolls him towards the casket. But just as he's about to open it, out of nowhere, the return of Jake the Snake Roberts. He pops out of the casket, attacking the Undertaker, helping Abdullah beat down on the dead man. Um, Paul Bearer looks on, and he's trying to summon the powers of the Undertaker with the urn, when all of a sudden the hooded figure 
makes his presence felt and shows us where his true allegiance lies and throws a fireball with Paul Bearer down. Um, the hooded figure enters the ring as he's watching Jake the Snake and Abdullah the Butcher punish the Undertaker, bloodying him with the spike. Um, then both Jake and Abdullah stop what they're doing, uh, look over at this hooded figure and smile. And as they smile, the hooded figure removes his hood to reveal that he's Gary Hart. <sighs> Finally, the main event here, the four-on-four Survivor Series elimination match. Sting, Piper, LOD Animal, uh, maybe LOD Hawk, question mark, versus the Heenan family, Ric Flair, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Earlier in the evening, Jack Tunney would be interviewed on the podium uh, with me, Gene Oakland, and he would inform fans in attendance and the pay-per-view audience that Hawk is unable to compete in the match, and he's allowing Sting's team to find a suitable replacement to step in before the main event. We get to the match, and the Heenan family comes out waiting for Sting's team to enter. The baby faces each have their own separate entrance. And when Sting makes his entrance, he comes out and grabs the microphone and says that their partner is here and he's ready. He's the equalizer that we need to survive in this match. And he's the total package, Lex Luger. Sting and Hawk try to convince Piper that Luger's good to go. But Piper, he's more upset that Sting didn't didn't tell him who the replacement was going to be. Mm -hmm. This was a secret to him. As we go throughout the match, any chance Luger would get to tag in, Piper would steal the tag from him and preventing him from entering the match. Uh, Piper's logic is that he'd rather get the job done himself rather than rely on someone to do it for him, someone he doesn't trust. Piper crawls to his corner and makes the hot tag to Luger. And Brain would get the tag to Rick Rude. Now Luger comes into this match crowd's been anticipating his, his participation in the match the entire time. It gets a huge pop. And Rude looks to be nervous as Luger is soaking in the, 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 the crowd support he's getting from the audience. And what looks to be like Luger charging Rude turns out to be Luger delivering his signature bionic forearm to Rowdy Roddy Piper, who no. is still in the ring. The rest of the Heenan family jump on the attack as Luger's on the outside celebrating with Bobby Heenan. The referee would count Luger out as he was the legal man. The three-on-one beatdown would continue while Brain and Luger are on the outside gloating that this plan just came together. Eventually, after several minutes of the triple-team quick tags between Flair, Root, and Piper, each guy giving Piper their finishers, Flair would pick the bones and slap on the figure four, and Piper is passed out from the pain, forcing the referee to call the match. The winners and your sole survivors, Rick Flair, Rick Root, and Mr. Perfect, and Bobby the Brain, and the entire Heenan family. Wow. Um, wow. We would see a post-match beatdown on him some more with Luger giving him the torture rack and then Sting would make his way back out to make the save as he nails Flair, Rude, and Perfect with a chair. But as he turns around, Luger's standing in the middle of the ring watching it all unfold, gloating. While Sting is baffled at what Luger just did, turning on him, turning on the team, Luger tries to bait Sting into nailing him with the chair. Sting still is confused as to why his friend would do this. The crowd encouraging Sting to nail Luger, but for some reason he just can't do it. The history of their friendship comes into play, which is alluded to on commentary throughout the entire match. This becomes a conflict of Sting's, and Luger slowly backs away and leaves with the Heenan family, smirking at the fact that he's got some kind of mind control over Sting and using his friendship to manipulate him. 
Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Hulkamania is Dead. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am joined this week by Dave Rosenbluth from Kicking Out at Two. Dave, how's it going, buddy? What's going on, brother? It's been a long time. Yes, it has been, but I am back in the saddle again, and we're rolling on all cylinders. Um, we're firing up for episode 17 of Hulkamania is Dead, the uh, most unique fantasy wrestling podcast ever, um, where we're rebooking the territory, brother, from 1984 to 1993 without Hulk Hogan. Uh, very interesting stuff going on. We left you off last time, um, and you just heard at the beginning of this episode, previously on Hulkamania is Dead, uh, some of the things that went on. But before we get into all this fantasy booking and action, uh, Dave, what's going on with kicking out at Two Land? What's been going on uh, with you lately? Uh, a lot of stuff. Um, been cranking out content. Um, I'm not sure when you plan on dropping this Very at soon. the moment. Very, very soon? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, you know, currently we have uh, Blind Date Diaries, Great American Bash 1990, uh, where I go back and I recap for you the Great American Bash from that year, 1990, Ju- July the 7th, uh, headlined by Sting and Ric Flair. It was the first time I ever watched that show from start to finish, so I took some notes and I recapped it for you. I gave you my full-on Blind Date Mm-hmm. Uh, recap my my how how the whole thing went down when I watched it from start to finish and uh, you know that's up in the archives at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network along with the uh, WCW Bash the Beach 2000 in Trading Places form where I talk about the um, the 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 most infamous attempt at a worked shoot storyline that failed miserably by the way with Hulk Hogan Vince Russo Jeff Jarrett Booker T and Eric Bischoff um, as many wrestling historians out there know um, that was probably the final nail in WCW's coffin I would say um, that, that really sealed their fate as an organization mm-hmm. uh, there was some creative differences between Hogan and Russo and um, it, fiction met reality and there was there, there was a whole lot of crap going on so what I try to do in that particular episode is I take the the the, the rumor and innuendo from Russo's side and from Hogan's side, and I try to um, come up with you know real, realistic trajectories and scenarios um, that fit the respective narrative. So, for instance, according to Vince Russo, um, his plan was was to um, or no, according to Hulk Hogan, excuse me, his plan was was to win the title in the fashion that he did, and then he would return later. Um, to reclaim his championship after Vince Russo had renamed the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. So I kind of map out that trajectory. But on the other side of it, I map out the trajectory of what Vince Russo's vision was. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, hypotheticals and what-if scenarios, as always, with trading places. So that was a lot of fun. You can find that also in the archives at Retromania. We have another Blind Date Diary coming up with uh, ECW Heatwave 2000. Uh, first time I ever watched that show. As, as well as another Trading Places in the month of July with Fully Loaded 2000, and then we end the month of July with 
the Blind Date Diary recap of In Your House 2, main evented by Diesel and Sid for the WWF Championship in a Lumberjack match. Plus, the debut of Double J Jeff Jarrett in concert form singing With My Baby Tonight. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, so we, we, we recap that show um, for the month of July, and, uh, you know, that's that's really what's going on and kicking out it too. We awesome. you know Facebook you can find us, Twitter you can find us. I think I've told you before. Uh, hit the like button on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter um, at kicking out too. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yes, absolutely. And you can find all those podcasts um, on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network archive. Um, you can search us on any podcasting app by searching Retromania with the W. And we'd also like to welcome a delayed welcome here, uh, AC. Cool down with AC, who's been covering AEW Dynamite weekly for us. Um, him and White House, and uh, I believe um, another person uh, blading for truth. Jeff Edwards. Jeff yep. Edwards. Uh, those guys have been pumping out some content. Um, great stuff. And that is always on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network um, archives. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah stuff, I mean, yeah. yeah it's been. A, I've listened to a few episodes. Uh, very opinionated uh, regarding their 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 take on AEW, but they you know very comprehensive look back um, on on the weekly episodes. I enjoy it. Um, I've caught a few episodes. Um, AC knows his shit um, <laughs> when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known him for 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 a good amount of time, and uh, when we talk wrestling, he's, uh, he's 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 got a strong but good opinion on it, on the, on the product. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like that. There's a different flavor to the network with uh, with uh, cool truth. So yes, indeed, uh, a little keep bit pumping out the content. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys very much. We have over. 300 hours we're probably up to 400 hours by now and over 240 podcasts we're getting up there to 250 uh thank you all for the content thank you dave and uh i'm since i'm back in the saddle again we're going to be crushing these hulkamania is dead episodes and i'll have some more bonus content coming your way uh some returning gaijin wrestling radio i've been watching the new japan cup uh, kind of lackluster. A few matches here and there that stood out, but um, we'll get back into the Gaijin spirit shortly. That being said, let's get into this fantasy booking spirit. Uh, Hulkamania is dead. Episode 17 this Tuesday in Texas. This is interesting because this is coming about two and a half weeks off the heels of Survivor Series 1991. Um, And what a show that was again, uh, where Luger turned on Sting after being the the surprise partner on their team. Isn't that right, Dave? Yeah. um, You know, what was interesting about that scenario was the fact that um, not only was Luger, uh, you know, in the pocket of the Heenan family the entire time, and this was a ruse, but um, Luger had pretty much targeted Piper, who was the, I wouldn't say the weak link of the team, which, you know, is, is, is kind of, 
kind of ironic or you know hard to even think that he would be the weakling of a team but um he was the one that was the prime target um, for, for for many many weeks mm-hmm. and many many months uh, by the Heenan family. But the fact that you know the intrigue that left us hanging, the cliffhanger, if you will, um, was the fact that Luger didn't touch Sting, mm-hmm. and Piper has his suspicions regarding Sting's involvement in this heading into their match at Tuesday in Texas. Now, why? Do they have a title? Why do they have a title match this Tuesday in Texas? Well, Piper and Sting have been kind of at odds for for a, a, a significant period of time in this story arc, and now um, because of Piper's performance in that Survivor Series match against the Heenan family, President Jack Tunney felt it was deemed necessary that Piper get the opportunity at the WWF Championship over uh, against Sting. Yes, indeed. And he also introduces Lex Luger into the picture being the referee for the match um, between Roddy Piper and Sting for the WWF Championship. Now, Lex Luger was contractually signed exclusively to Bobby the Brain Heenan, not the WWF. Jack Tunney stating he has to prove his allegiance to the WWF and call this match right down the middle. Now, this is going to be pretty interesting because um, the history between um, Lex Luger and Sting. Now, here's here's the here's the storyline in our thread. Sting never went to WCW. Lex did. They parted ways, but they have a history that they uh, they started wrestling together. Okay, yeah. um, and they went different paths. Lex and Flair briefly crossed each other's paths while they were in WCW, NWA, before uh, Flair entered our storyline into the WWF. So Bobby, Rick, Rick, Perfect, and Lex Luger have a big promo explaining uh, you know, their whole plan from Survivor Series. Um, and this is in the weeks leading up to uh, this Tuesday in Texas where they replay this on programming frequently so that everybody and the fans get a get an idea of what's going on. And Lex says he's going to make sure that uh, he calls it right down the middle because he's already got it sewed up. Piper and Sting are at each other's throats already. Ric Flair then exclaims that he's going to be right back in the title picture wearing that gold right after this. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so this is going to be interesting setting up for this Tuesday in Texas, the WWF Championship, Roddy Piper against Sting with the special referee, Lex Luger. Yeah, it looks like, um, at least on the on the Heenan family front, um, Luger is kind of, Luger's role, according to the Heenan family, is more or less... Um, to help ensure that Flair gets the title back at some point. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, Sting has some promos for Bobby and Lex, um, talking about the history there. And it seems that in our storyline, uh, Sting has uh, lost some friends, and it's cost him some friends at being at the top, at ho- having this title. I mean, uh, there's been conflict with him and Macho Man in the past. Uh, when they had the title for title in our storyline. And then we've seen some uh, incidences here with Piper. And, of course, now with what happened with Lex Luger joining the Heenan family. Yeah. um, So at least on this end, um, 
when it comes to Sting, uh, like you said, um, being the champ, uh, it's it's lonely at the top. But um, it, it it sounds like based on how things are playing out, um, that we're gonna really see um, where Sting stands when it comes to. Lex Luger, like this is like you know because like you said everything's kind of culminated here um, with Sting's title reign and the fr- and you know on a friendship level, mm-hmm. um, and now that Luger's going to be the guest referee in this, um, we're going to really see where Sting stands. Uh, so th- th- this is this is interesting. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, absolutely. Piper has a promo that they, is replayed a couple times. He's weary about Sting and he knows the past between Lex and he says eventually. It's going to come down to something dirty. And if it does, he's got an equalizer. And he brings up this black baseball bat and he pats it against his hands. Wow. Interesting. So yeah. uh, Piper uh, not trusting anybody and he's got an equalizer of his own just sitting there uh, just in case. Because as we saw in Survivor Series, Lex Luger wanted Sting to use the chair and uh, they had already beat down Piper enough with it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Piper uh, going going to a trusty old friend. If you remember, um, in real time, 1987, Piper used a baseball bat to destroy the flower shop, Adrian Adonis's flower shop, mm-hmm. and uh, Piper has um, has has used that trusty baseball bat over the years since. So. Um, yeah, this uh, it makes sense that in this story, um, he goes back to his old friend. Uh, the rest of the matches are announced for the card of Tuesday in Texas, and there will f- we are filled in with plenty of dueling promos on the rest of the shows leading up to this Tuesday in Texas. And another frequently asked question by Lord Alfred Hayes, promotional yes. consideration, and uh, Mean Gene. <laughs> yes. Um, is this hey, stop for a minute. Stop yeah, for a minute, real sure. quick. I gotta ask you a question. Yes. We can keep this in the recording. Did you see the NXT takeover in your house? I haven't uh, yet, and I'm I'm wait, I'm waiting to do that this weekend. I've been okay. catching up on a lot of wrestling this week. Okay. Um, they any, do a tribute. They do a tribute to Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh, amazing. amazing. With 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 Regal doing the <laughs> promotional consideration paid for by the following. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, they do it a couple times on that show. You, I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, "Oh shit!" They brought it back. I was oh, like wow. marking out like a little motherfucker. But yeah, all right. So nothing I just like, had to tell you that nothing like nostalgia. I mean, this is exactly. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Continue. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and uh, Mean Gene, they are they're weary in their uh, rundown for the cards on the shows leading up to this Tuesday in Texas uh, for hyping the 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 card on pay-per-view they're they're worried about the status of hulk of the legion of doom will he be present at the contract signing for the final stipulation or encounter between perfectly rude and the legion of doom for the wwf tag team championship so hulk got injured uh he wasn't available and didn't appear at survivor series uh as the result of a beatdown from the heenan family and perfectly rude and rick flair as well 
Yep, that's right. Sunday Night Slam or Survivor Series Showdown, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, Flair had a um, had a match with with Hawk and uh, you know uh, worked on the leg, and that was what caused um, you know the, uh, the the insertion of Lex Luger into into Sting's team for the Survivor Series. So uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine that with the titles on the line, um, Hawk would be back. I can't picture Animal trying to rely on someone else to replace his partner yet again, given the fact that he he trusted Sting's judgment to bring Luger in, and look how that turned out. Absolutely. So we shall find out at this Tuesday in Texas. Another promo leading up, the British Bulldog thinking the best way to get his hands on the IRS and Million Dollar Man after their, uh, their being scared at Survivor Series and running off. Uh, and losing via countout, he's going to accept their challenge for the Intercontinental title. And he'll have his half-brother in his corner for this, uh, Owen Hart. Interesting. Because um, I guess Brett and Sean, who are both in leather jackets and semi-matching gear, say they're firing on all cylinders now. They're one of the most cohesive tag teams today, and they're going to have to prove it once more again against the big nasty earthquake and typhoon you can hear brett saying you big nasty earthquake and typhoon and sean's like yeah we got news for you jack we're gonna take you down but million dollar man (laughs) million dollar man and irs respond with laughter and uh earthquake and typhoon as well um and saying the british bulldog and the hart family are the biggest fools ever because his insurance policy has just kicked in What's his insurance policy? Interesting. We we shall see. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so the card is stacked for this Tuesday in Texas. Let's go to this Tuesday in Texas. Dave, you ready to do this? Yeah, I am. Let's do it, man. All right. The opening segment. Holy crap. It's dark here. It's smoky. It it looks a little creepy. It's Gary Hart, Jake the Snake, and Abdullah the Butcher. Uh, Wow. It's this dark alliance that we saw at Survivor Series when uh, what happened there, Dave, um, the casket match between Undertaker and Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Undertaker and Abdul the Butcher were going at in the casket match. And uh, if, if some of you remember um, on our last episode, um, Gary Hart was revealed as this mysterious dark figure that had been kind of stalking and prodding uh, for, for, for months um, over, you know, Abdul the Butcher's matches and even Undertaker's matches. And nobody really knew where this dark, mysterious figure stood. Um, at times it appeared like he was a thorn in the side of Abdul the Butcher, while other times it appeared like he was trying to help Undertaker and Paul Bearer, even though Undertaker and Paul Bearer really uh, didn't know who this person was and wasn't a representation of the Undertaker. And then finally, at Survivor Series, this dark figure appears um, once again, and, um, and the finish of that match saw Jake the Snake Roberts appear from out of the casket um, attacking the Undertaker with Abdul the Butcher and then this dark mysterious figure throws a fireball in the face of Paul Bearer 
and then takes the hood off to reveal himself to be Gary Hart, um, the mysterious Gary Hart from uh, the world class and NWA days, uh, managed the likes of the great Kabuki and Kamala. Um, and uh, you know the, even Jake Roberts in the world class days, in the mm-hmm. early days of world class. Mm-hmm. So um, you know Gary Hart is, has appeared, and uh, he's um, he set his sights on, and his his little alliance here with Jake and Abdul have set their sights on the Undertaker, um, and and really taken Undertaker um, out and. We question now what the status of Undertaker is going to be moving forward, given the fact that um, Jake the Snake and Abdul the Butcher uh, put him in the casket, and then we saw, I believe, uh, Coliseum Home Video exclusive. Yes, well, uh, we're going to check it out again. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you continue and roll with this one here. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Dave. And Jake and Abdullah the Butcher are standing with Gary Hart in their little area here, and Gary Hart is behind them. Jake. Uh, is basically explaining he met the de- the deepest darkest depths after he was locked away in a casket by the Undertaker when they met in the past when Undertaker first debuted. Um, yep. So Undertaker has now met my same fate. So my cause is revenge to all who have wronged me. Wow, that's a long list for uh, Jake the Snake, I think. And with the help of Abdullah the Butcher and Gary the Hart, I'm sure it's going to be pretty deadly for those who have wronged, quote-unquote, Jake the Snake. Um, So they show us now the Coliseum exclusive again from Survivor Series. Paul Bear has a bandage over his eye. He is burned in the face. It looks like he's being helped somewhat, but they uh, open this casket after they've brought it backstage, and The Undertaker is not in the casket it's a, a cloud of green smoke leaked from the casket. He has mysteriously disappeared. Where has the Undertaker gone? We have not seen him since. Um, so Jake and Gary then, after showing that video again from Coliseum on the video wall, uh, explain that Abdullah softens and cuttens you, cuts you open as Jake ultimately will send you crashing headfirst to meet your dark fate. And anybody who passes them will be put away wow this is uh some deadly stuff here from this new alliance gary hart and, jake what's, the snake this, and, and, and what's this new alliance's name is there a name for this alliance? now now jake said the my cause is revenge and gary hart says his cause is to call inflict pain for adullah the butcher uh so i i'm assuming we're getting the cause um, the cause yes okay. yes i like it yes indeed very good stuff here um, intermittently throughout this show, we will have wrestlers come up and uh, they'll draw their numbers for the 1992 Royal Rumble in a tumbler. Acts like Abdullah, Jake the Snake, Ric Flair, Big Boss Man, uh, Rick Rude, Perfect, Lex, Brett Sean, uh, Bulldog, Million Dollar Man. I, everybody on the everybody on the roster is basically uh, you know the 30 men. We're gonna at least get. Uh, you know, 10 or 15 backstage promos throughout this show of uh, yeah. people getting, you know, their tumbler. You know how they would do. Yep. So we actually get our first opening match. It's not too much to write home about. It's Big Boss Man defeating Greg the Hammer Valentine. Big Boss Man was kind of confused, I guess. Uh, he thought Greg the Hammer Valentine actually had a hammer um, because, as we remember before, Big Boss Man did want to fight the Mountie, uh, dueling pole match with their sticks 
So uh, Big Boss Man was... Bossman's got a thing for phallic objects. Yeah, he's a little bit disappointed, though. Uh, Greg the Hammer does not actually have a hammer with him. Um, so Big Boss Man sidewalk slam, beating Greg Hammer Valentine in the opening match that, you know, just opens the show there. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now on to storyline stuff. We have Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels going up against Earthquake and Typhoon. All right, the match is pretty solid. It's about the first five minutes of action, and Brett is getting beat down. We see Sean trying to get a hot tag to Brett, and he's jumping on the apron, and it looks like he tweaks his ankle or knee, and he's down on the apron, and uh, Brett can't get a tag to him, but referees are coming out because Sean looks legit injured here, Um, and Brett kind of looks worried here too. But the heels, Typhoon, and Earthquake tend to squash Brett. One, two, three, they're doing more damage to Brett as referees are tending to Shawn Michaels, helping him out. They are trying to separate Earthquake and Typhoon, but to no avail. It looks like Brett is coughing up blood. Wow, this team just got laid out and beaten down by Earthquake and Typhoon. Um, Interesting stuff here. About five or ten minutes long. Uh, Not too much to see here. It looked like Maybe we have a legit injury from Shawn Michaels. Yeah, freak accident. Jumping up and down on the apron. Might have hurt his knee or his, or his ankle. Um, interesting to see how this develops. And uh, it seems like there's there's always something going on with Brett and Shawn in this story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and this you know, time, some... Brett definitely got squashed. Yes, for sure. Yeah, there's something always between these guys. Um, yeah. So now the next match we have is a Texas Tornado match. It's coming down to the Nasty Boys and the Bushwhackers. Oh, man, these guys have had some uh, wars before and are in our storyline, some DQ stuff and um, some nasty stuff on the Survivor Series side. The Nasty Boys, though, are going to get the advantage here and win this match, but it's going to be an all-out war. It's going to be a fun match. There's going to be tables crashed into, chairs used a little bit. Um, it's going to be something of the uh, of the hardcore appeal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, we we talked about it before. Um, this isn't the bushwhackers that we know in present day um, or back in the day WWF in this story arc they're more or less you know hardcore brawlers uh, not a comedy act um, going back to their sheep herder days um, from like their the territory so uh, this is definitely a, a, a fun matchup here as both teams um, kind of bring their best stuff in this like no holds bar type of environment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, This one goes about 20 minutes. It ends with Sags dumping Luke in a trash can and rolling him into the ring and a big elbow drop from Brian Knobs after they had already laid out uh, the other Bushwhacker, um, who is, what's his name? Luke and Butch, right? Yes, after they laid out Butch. Knobs uh, delivering a elbow drop from the top rope. One, two, three. The Nasty Boys win this Texas Tornado tag match. Some yeah, good this, stuff uh, there. Yeah, uh, definitely um, 
not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, absolutely like not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a, a fun little uh, brawl to kind of break up the wrestling a little bit. Um, like I always say, wrestling needs to be a variety show, and this match uh, brought some variety to it, that's for sure. Yes, indeed, and uh, not one of the technish, technician classics. Um, yeah. So we go backstage, and it's an update on Bret Hart. He's getting into an ambulance, and he's on a stretcher. Looks like he did get some damage done to him from Earthquake and Typhoon. And Owen Hart is by the side of Bret, and he's making sure he's okay. Bulldog is there as well. Um, Bulldog tells Owen, why don't you go with Bret? Make sure he's okay. Sean limps up, says, I'm going to stick around, Jack. Bulldog tells him, just cool it down, brother. Just cool it down. We don't need any more stress here. The ambulance drives off with Brett and Owen inside of the ambulance. Looks like we just have Bulldog and a hurt Shawn Michaels um, here uh, to fend off the rest of the million-dollar corporation. Wow. Interesting. Bulldog, yeah, like you said, a hurt Shawn Michaels. I don't know how much help he's going to be for Bulldog um, in the upcoming match. Yeah, we shall see for the Intercontinental Championship. Up next, though, we have the WWF Tag Team Championship contract signing. It's Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, and Bobby Heenan coming out. Jack Tunney comes out as well and announces that the match at the Royal Rumble will be in a steel cage for the titles. Bobby is not pleased about this at all, calling it a conspiracy theory, and that Jack Tunney will pay for this in some way. And then all of a sudden we hear, oh, what a rush. And it's the Legion of Doom. It's Animal and Hawk. They're coming out, and they bum rush Perfect and Rude in the ring. We get clotheslines to both Perfect and Rude. Then we get a double clothesline to Rick Rude, sending him flying over the top and to the outside. Then we get this huge doomsday device to Mr. Perfect, and it's Bobby the Brain Heenan standing alone in the ring. Um, they grab the, the Legion of Doom, that is. Pronouns. Pronouns, pal. The Legion of Doom uh, <laughs> grab Bobby the Brain Heenan and force him to sign the contract for the steel cage match for the tag team titles. Um, he signs, and he's scared to death. They sign on their part. They double lift Bobby up by the, by the shoulders and splash him through a table, and they throw the contract and the pin and down, and they run to the corners and celebrate with the fans. Looks like the match is on. Rick Rude and Perfect are trying to collect Bobby Heenan. Looks like they're all beat down, though. Um, yeah, uh, the Legion of Doom have destroyed the Heenan family, and they're going to be taking on Perfectly Rude for the tag team titles at the Royal Rumble in a steel cage. That should be interesting. I'm just curious. Um, is there an opportunity for the Legion of Doom to bring back an equalizer to thwart Bobby Heenan because you know Bobby Heenan will try to get involved in this steel cage. Oh yes, and that will show up uh, eventually uh, okay. in, in leading up to this. Yes indeed, good stuff. All right. Good eye there. But uh, yes, I, they, I they, do what I can. They, they got the advantage. They got the advantage um, on the Heenan family for a change here. Bum rushing them and uh, surprising Bobby the Brain Heenan with that uh, announcement from Jack Tunney. For the steel cage looks like he might be out of the picture but we shall see like you said 
they need an equalizer on the outside. Okay, uh, moving on. We have this Intercontinental Championship match. Remember, the British Bulldog accepted the challenge, finally, of the IRS and Million Dollar Man. Uh, IRS and Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man, come out first. Then second, it's British Bulldog. After he just hit a big toka crack, he's all fire. I'm sorry. We gotta, we gotta mix it up here and there. Uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels is limping slowly behind the British Bulldog. Um, yeah, before the match starts, Ted DiBiase grabs the microphone and says, "There's a change of plans. See, when my insurance policy kicked in, it also stated that in our contract for the Intercontinental Championship, it would be anybody of my choosing. And guess what?" It's not Erwin R. Scheister. It's kicking into play right now. And it's Shawn Michaels jumping up from the apron, entering the ring, hitting a super kick to the British Bulldog as he turns around from the crowd's reaction of turning around. Uh, looks like the crowd was kind of helping Shawn in a way, but unwillingly. But they're you know telling Bulldog to turn around. Boom, he gets hit with a super kick from Shawn Michaels. Wow. Um, looks like that. It's a swerve, bro. Wow, looks like the insurance policy kicked in. Um, British Bulldog is woozy there, and he's never one to give up a fight. As the announcers and fans are figuring out it's a swerve, Sean was kind of paid off to screw the Smith and the Hart family and get, uh, I guess. I guess, the, the Million Dollar Corporation at Intercontinental Championship, Bulldog says to the referee, it's okay to start the match as Sean is trying to rush the match. I guess Sean is the guy replacing uh, IRS. Boom, another super kick. One, two, three. We have a new Intercontinental Champion. It's Sean Michaels. He's handed the belt. He runs off quickly, jumping over the rope again, jumping up and down the ramp. The fans are confused, booing, some excited here because some love Shawn Michaels. Uh, and IRS and DiBiase look confused, like, where is Shawn going? And they start to follow quickly behind him. What's going on here? Wow, big swerve here. Yeah, and it sounds like... Uh, um even DiBiase and IRS are a little confused by what's what's taking place with Sean here. Um, I don't know if it's a situation where they, uh, they, they, they're either swerving us or um, Michaels uh, kind of went into business for himself. But uh, that, that, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to unfold. Yes, we shall see how the cards play out. And, uh, wow, good stuff there uh, as the... The rest of the Hart family was isolated, and Sean seemed to be uh, out of it. But, uh, yeah, he just uh, turned, and uh, we shall see what happens with him and the Million Dollar Corporation. So, we're going into the main event here, Dave. It's the WWF Championship. It's Roddy Piper against Sting, the champion, with the special referee, Lex Luger. We have promos from both of the men before the match talking about their feelings. 
And uh, of course, it's intense. From was there a therapist there to talk with them about their feelings? Yes, they were laying on a couch. And, I was going to uh, say, yeah. there's got to be a couch involved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So tell me how you're feeling. Well, you know, Doc, <laughs> <laughs> just when uh, you think you, <laughs> you got the answers, <laughs> you know, I got the, I'm going to change the question. So uh, how about I play therapist and you play patient? How are you feeling today? <laughs> Don't you know I'm RP? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, they are. Um, they are talking about their feelings, and Sting is one that can definitely emote feelings here. Woo! Ah! Yeah! Ah! Uh, anyway. <laughs> so we get That's a, the extent of it. Uh, recap of events leading up to this event. Uh, a lot of history there between Sting, Piper, and this uh, this this situation brewing from Survivor Series and a little bit before then with uh, Roddy Piper and uh, Ric Flair and the Heenan family. Dave, how do you see this Piper and Sting match going down? I think that they would wrestle pretty well and have some chain wrestling, of, of course, right? I think so. Beginning. I think, I, I, yeah, and I think I think what we'll see here is is because Piper's got a little bit of experience over Sting. Um, Sting's youth will come into play. I think Sting will, you know, kind of outsmart Piper a little bit from time to time, which will force Piper to become a little bit more aggressive Mm -hmm. um, in this match. Um, Sting will kind of play it straight, even though Piper is very skeptical of um, Sting's allegiance with Luger still, even though Sting hasn't really... um, chosen a side per se or hasn't shown his allegiance to luger um that that's going to fuel piper into how he um he goes on the attack in this match uh which which the chain wrestling i think we'll see early on but i think as as it builds throughout this match i feel like piper will um will will kind of throw the rule book out the window so to speak but from time to time Luger, now remember Luger's the referee here. Mm-hmm. Luger's Luger's role in this match, he will he, he will notice more of Piper's rule breaking than he will of that than he will of any kind of calls that are favorable towards Sting. Yes. So you'll kind of see in this match here with with Luger as the referee that he's going to kind of be on Piper because Piper's kind of on his ass and he's not really necessarily favoring Sting, but he's not really at the same time um, uh, making light of some of the. Some some of the way some of the calls that 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 go towards Sting's way, if you know what I mean. Yep. And, like, and as aggressive so. as Piper is, he's going to be the one to like still kind of come back at Luger and 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 fire up on Sting when Luger is making a fast count or like you know saying you know break the hold yep. or something. You know, Piper's going to fight back even more and be like, "How does yeah, this Piper's feel? Kind I'm of hurting your friend." Sting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to take it out on Sting because Luger's making these questionable calls towards Piper. Absolutely, and uh, during the match at one point, uh, Sting would try to run towards Piper. He would duck, and Sting kind of goes for a splash but hits the ropes. Looks like he's kind of tied up in the ropes, and there Piper takes advantage and hits some type of uh, a stun gun to to Sting, but more on the ribs on the top rope. Mm -hmm. So he tries that again in the match, and the both of them spill over clumsily over the top rope. Luger, now being the referee, sees that they're outside at the same time. He starts a count, 
and he's encouraging Sting to get up a little bit more. As we see this, he's about at the seven count. Sting enters the ring. Luger seems to speed up the count a little bit, but right at after nine, Piper dashes in last second. We see uh, Luger kind of, yeah. We see Luger trying to be more helpful to Sting. Uh, Sting then turns to Luger, faces him, and says, "Look, I'm not on your side. We aren't the same anymore." We see Piper then come to schoolboy Sting, and uh, one, two, kind of a slow count. Sting kicks out. Piper and Luger kind of mesh it out, but Sting comes up behind Piper. Piper goes for a sleeper onto Sting. And Dave, how does this go down? It's kind of like the WrestleMania 8 finish where Sting uses the ropes as leverage to push himself back and push all his weight towards Piper. Um, and Piper's shoulders would be on the mat. Luger goes to make the count, except Piper's foot is under the bottom rope. Luger can't see it, but he makes the cover for the three and Sting retains the WWF championship. Wow. Um, Post-match, we get Piper, who is visibly upset at Luger for making the bad call. Sting no longer in the scene. He kind of powders out. Um, and Piper's still arguing the call from Luger. Um, as Sting is making his way up the up the aisle, the Heenan family runs down, and they begin to go on the attack towards Piper. Um, Sting will then turn around and make the save. And without any physicality, the Heenan family... Exits now. We mentioned earlier, Bobby Heenan went through a table. Rick Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect were taken out by the Road Warriors, so they're kind of at a disadvantage um, physically. They don't really do a whole lot. You can kind of see them all licking their wounds. Flair's the one that's really on the attack because he's the healthiest one out of the bunch. Mm -hmm. um, but Sting comes in, makes the save, and, and Sting, the Heenan family. Be what does Sting have in his hand? Sting has Roddy Piper's baseball bat, which just so happens to magically appear. Um, and like I said, the Heenan family, Flair, Luger, perfectly rude, Bobby Heenan, they all uh, they all exit as um, Sting is standing in the ring with the WWF Championship. Roddy Piper is coming too, and Sting is with Sting has Roddy Piper's baseball bat in hand as we close out this Tuesday in Texas. Wow. Great stuff here, and uh, another cliffhanger of an episode, but that's what we do here on Hulkamania is Dead. That's how we keep you hanging on. I know a lot of stuff brother. happens, brother, and we got some storylines brewing, brother, but uh, the next episode, Royal Rumble 1992, will be booked. Uh, we do a solid show there, up and down the card. Um, I can't wait to lead up to the storyline there, and that'll be up in the next two weeks, folks. Retromania for W, if you want to follow up on these old school episodes of Hulkamania is Dead, if you want to give us a, you know, a, a like or a dislike or tell us how we're doing this booking or what you'd like to see or how you feel about the certain card, please, uh, I'm going to put up some comments on uh, some ideas or stuff on Facebook so we can have uh, more people join along. Um, we want this to be a little bit more interactive, but we got until... King of the Ring 1993, so we got a little bit to go. Um, there's some room on. The, there's some room at the booking table if anyone's interested in uh, presenting an idea. Yes, indeed, and uh, definitely um, just like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Um, thank you all for joining us, and uh, stay tuned for Royal Rumble 1992. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Hulkamania is Dead, Dave. 
tell everybody where we can find you one more time and we'll sign off. You know it. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two and as well as our Twitter at kicking out two. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, links to archive shows, pictures, gifs, memes, debates and discussions, all kinds of fun over there on both of our kicking out at two social media platforms. All right, folks. Thank you and have a good one. Dig it! <laughs>